Hello, I'm your host, Bobby King, and I'm here to talk with you about something you might not expect. This podcast is a place where we talk to people who are willing to share their thoughts on the church today. This will be pastors, Christians, non-Christians, the average church attender, other religious members, people who have never experienced church before. I want to give people the opportunity to have a true and open conversation. Join us on the couch of your mind for Church Conversations. What's up, guys? It's Bobby King, and this is Church Conversations. And I have a special friend with me today. This is Chi Chi. I've known Chi for about six years now and uh, met him through an organization and, yeah, just fell in love. And when y'all get to hear Chi, you're going to fall in love with him, too. And so, yeah, Chi Chi. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Has it been six years already? It has been six years, friend. That's wild. Yeah. yeah, excited to be here and, and have church conversations. Yes, sir. Yes, about sir. All the things. Yeah. So tell us a little about yourself, what you do, um, who you are, what your heartbeat is, all that fun stuff. Man, I feel like every time you ask uh, a young person that question, it's like loaded. Um, but in short, my name is Chi Chi. Uh, it is my real name. It's my second middle name, actually. And I am, man, I would say that I was like the typical, I won't say typical millennial, what is typical anymore, but have done a lot of stuff in church, have worked with the church a ton um, in the min, uh, ministry aspect as far as like preaching and stuff, in the music and worship aspect, in the media aspect, in the youth aspect. And so, yeah, I've had the honor and privilege and God's just really blessed me and uh, allowing me to just be in every lane of church and ministry that you can think of from janitorial to whatever needs to happen and whatever Bro. needs to get done. So yeah, that's awesome. All the things. That's so cool. And honestly, like if y'all do know Chi Chi, um, literally he's also selling himself short because there's probably a million other different <laughs> ministries and things he's a part of um that are just one integral to the church, but then also um you literally just get asked to do them all the different things because of your your servant heart to do anything and anything literally like you said janitorial to yeah, lit yeah. literally leading tens of thousands of people in worship so like it's crazy town well she um obviously you know a little bit about this the audience knows a little bit about this but starting off what's your definition of church Man, uh, that is a great question <laughs> that I did not know this question was going to be asked before I did this. Seconds. So this isn't a premeditated answer by any means. Perfect. But man, um, my definition of church uh, in short or long would just be uh, those that have received salvation and have declared Jesus Christ Lord of their life and believed in their heart that he's risen from the dead. Um for their sins and for the sins of all humanity so that in John three sixteen nature, we can have access to everlasting life. So I feel like once you've made that decision, you are now entered into this organism that is called the church. And so I don't know if you could edit that definition up so that it makes sense, but simply put makes church sense. are those that have received salvation. Like you're now the church. 
Super dope. And the reason that I don't like giving people a like different podcasts here here's a run sheet of what yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about no i support it the reason I support it. the reason i actually do this because i get to have this conversation afterwards is my heartbeat behind it is i want to know what people just inherently on the spot Absolutely. think about Absolutely. what what the church is because it's one of the most beautiful things to be able to see and hear um people describe what the bride of christ is like yeah. That is, it's it's literally the gambit. Like some people are like, "Hey, it's people coming together on a Sunday morning." Cool. Okay, that's your definition. <laughs> and some people, cool. it some people, it's more of a body of like-minded believers gathering together, worshiping God, you sharing testimony, lifting each other up, yeah, yeah. you know, speaking truth over each other. Great, awesome, praise God. But then, like, it's then almost little um, micro definitions inside of those things as well that some people kind of highlight and do. And it's just so beautiful. Yeah, it's for sure. it's almost as unique as a testimony to me it is what is your definition of church? Man, like that, it can span the gambit just from life experiences to mm. even just church experiences, what they've experienced in, in the body. And so it's just super cool and a beautiful thing to kind of see. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't thrown yeah. off. Uh, Maybe good. just a little bit, but not in like a way that I was like, "Oh no, cut, yeah. cut." I'm, I'm about to say, cut like, back in for church people in church world. That should be an answer that even if we're put on the spot, we should be able to answer genuinely 100%. in our heart of what we're doing. One hundred percent. So absolutely. Um, so with that, then talk mm -hmm. a little bit about um, your church, your. Um, you know, walk, what that kind of looks like in a weekly basis. Is that you going to one church on Sunday? Is that you going to seven churches during the week? Is that, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to upper room to pray and then you're going, you know, another place on a Sunday morning or for you traveling? Like, what, what does that look like? Um, yeah, no, that's a great question. For me, I really love uh, what Paul says in Romans 12, 5, says, we though many are one body and we are all a part of the body of Christ, mutually dependent on one another. And so for me, when I think of church, it's automatically a collaborative thing Dope. for me. It's it's yes, obviously we gather on Sunday mornings and people across the globe gather on Sunday mornings. And I'm not sure who quoted it, but somebody quoted that Sunday morning is the most segregated hour of the church. I remember that there is globally. Song, I can't remember which song it was, but uh, he yeah, says yeah. it in one of them. But I think he's quoting somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Somebody so. find out who that guy is. <laughs> who did the quote? But Sunday morning being the most segregated uh, time, and so for me personally, obviously I have a home church, love my home church, uh, plugged in, involved, rooted um, there. But man, I get the unique opportunity and privilege to be a part of and come alongside so many other ministries. Um, not just locally, man, and all throughout Texas, all throughout the U.S., really, and even sometimes globally. And so being able to see, even like you said, with your definition of the church, see how people experience and encounter God differently every week, see what other people's culture is, see what how other people get to the same point where we're all trying to get, which is, you know, to experience and encounter 
um, a God that we've decided to put all of our faith, trust and hope in. So, yeah, uh, Sunday mornings, typically I'm at my home church in uh, at Lights Church in West Fort Worth. And other Sundays I might be, you know, leading somewhere else, doing somewhere else, doing something else. And during the week, I may be with different ministries. I might be chilling with hashtag doing (laughs) podcast things. And yeah, so me and me and the wifey get to go and do a lot of awesome stuff and and we get to celebrate what God is doing all around uh, the nation and the world. And it's super dope. Yeah. Well, and you just teed up the next thing, which is you brought in your queen. So Yaddy Ice, Tracy. Yeah. Um, so how does that work and look like, you know, you're still somewhat newly married. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know when that cutoff line is, yeah, you know, yeah, however yeah. many years. I feel like people say five years is the point where you could be like, I'm not a newlywed. People anymore. are crazy. I think five years, you still you have newlywed. How long wed- have you been married? You got some years under the belt. So seven. This so, will be so seven he, years. So y'all, yeah. Bobby's marriage book is coming out soon. Make no. sure you pick it up. The things I learned Please in my don't. seven years, year of completion. Maybe it's seven year years. Year completion is, of is the awesome. newlywed phase. Yeah. That, <laughs> right? That, I'll, I'll take that. You know, seven, seven years, years of completion. Boom. So all of y'all yeah, that are married less than seven <laughs> years, you are still a newlywed. Yes. It's okay. It's we coming. have declared it. It is now doctrine right Boom. right here. There it is. So, um, yeah, how does how does church work and look like in y'all's own home, right? So mm-hmm. how do you help, um, you know, go to the throne room with Tracy and, you know, do all of those different things that are definitely part of an integral to the church? Yeah. Um, you know, how does that look and work as, you know, a newlywed? Yeah, man, it's awesome to think that— um we don't have to kind of be like confound to the Sunday morning gathering yep. to experience and encounter God. Here's another quote. I feel bad for not checking and not knowing who said this quote, but um, the quote says that I don't pray for more than five minutes, but I never go more than five minutes without praying mm-hmm. and just speaks to this continual walk with God. Um, and one thing um, that I love about my wife in in a sense of having church, especially together, is that, man, prayer is almost an immediate response for anything, you know, good or bad, or for not just us and for others as well to where, Mm. man, we see this thing and we or we hear about something. It's like, no, let's stop and take this to the Lord right now or let's stop and, and give thanks to the Lord right now. Well, hey, we're having this conversation. Let's stop and bring it to the Lord right now. So there's just this sense of, God walking with us, not God being in a place that we have to like go to and prepare ourselves Mm -hmm. for. And man, she models that uh, beautifully and being able to kind of see her also just pray for people and pray for things and and pray for me um, in those moments. And it's just a sense of immediacy versus the, you know, I'll keep you in my prayers, man. My thoughts and my prayers. I'm like, fam, you don't need to pray for yourself if we being (laughs) honest. And so, yeah, for us, it's just we know that we're in a, a a walk with God, not a walk for God. And so mm. he's with us in all of those things and all of those areas. And so whether it's, you know, praying in our house um, or just covering our house, making sure our house is just saturated in prayer or whether it's praying for others or being a part of different prayer things, it's just, yeah, it's a continual thing. That's dope. And you snagged a solid person Tracy is such an amazing beautiful compliment to you and it's been so cool to um, know you guys in y'all's relationship even dating and then now being married like man the Lord has just blessed each of y'all with each other and that's just so beautiful yeah super thankful Um, 
Well, okay. So the next thing is I would love to know your thoughts on essentially what the church maybe is doing great mm-hmm. and then what, what the church is maybe we need a little help on. Mm-hmm. Um, the main reason why that I think it's important for you is because you're kind of like me. You get to experience and be a part of a bunch of different churches and different expressions of churches. Yeah, You've done things overseas. I've done things overseas. Church over there is different. Um, and honestly, they care about different things. Like, you know, in some ways, like, we don't need a XLR cables running into a direct box to go to an electric guitarist that's going to slay. Like, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Cool. Just bring a, a broken, you know, acoustic and, you know, let's make a joyful noise to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, what is some things that you see, hey, church, we're we're doing really good here. Um, you know, we're doing some different things. And then church, let's let's see how we can improve. Let's start those conversations. Let's band together like, you know. Yeah, we're the we're the body, uh, yeah. you know, hands and feet. Like, let's all get together and kind of fix some and of the things that. that may be problems. Yeah, man. One thing I feel like I I mention and talk about a lot when this specific conversation comes up is um, what we celebrate. Mm. And so I've seen, and even uh, in the ministry where we met um, a nonprofit years ago seeing that people often pursue what's celebrated versus what they're truly called to yeah because i mean at the at the root of it all at the heart of hearts for us i mean we want to be affirmed and and validated in who we are and we want that you know to be recognized and um when we get to a position or a point where then we see other things or we see other positions or we see other roles being celebrated and being recognized not that they're getting celebrated too much. It's just mm-hmm. that what we're truly called to walk in isn't getting celebrated as much. We will often forfeit what God's actually calling us to, to pursue what people are celebrating. That's good. And so I remember, and it's, I feel like it's kind of calmed down a little bit, but I remember mm-hmm. a stint of time, maybe four or five years ago, and you could probably attest to this, where everybody was wanting to start a nonprofit and everybody was wanting to be a speaker and everybody was wanting to write a book. And it's like, man, God truly has called a lot of you guys to that, but some he hasn't. Yeah. And I think the church hasn't done the best job of assuring those people that that's okay. And that mm. the thing that he has called them to has the same amount of weight as far as importance and relevance and necessity to the kingdom of God to where, man, it's, um, and I always joke and say, when you're going on overseas mission trip or when you (laughs) become a new pastor or become a new worship leader, or, you know, you're doing this big ministry vocational thing, a lot of the times in the church, they'll say, Hey, you know, Bobby's gonna go be an overseas missionary. Oh, it's so great. Y'all bring them to the front. Yeah. Everybody stretch your hands out towards brother Bobby here. We're going to pray for him and, you know, we're going to kind of commission him. And uh, my thing with that is that that's great and that needs to happen and it's necessary. But that also needs to happen for the the lady that's going to be a new teacher in a new school district that doesn't know Jesus. And the guy who's going to pursue political things or business or entrepreneurship in a realm that may not know Jesus, but definitely needs it. Or the mom who recently left her job so she can be a full time mom like we all need that same level of commissioning. And yeah. recognition. And I feel that when that does happen, I now know, oh, Bobby's going to do this venture in entrepreneurship 
and we've called you up to commission you to come in agreement, if you mm. would, for what the thing you feel God is calling you to. But now I can encourage you in that and I can truly come alongside you and celebrate you and, and lift you up mm. and pray for you and, and see you um, walk in that until that thing comes to pass. So I feel like That's the church good. can do a great, uh, a better job rather than um, of celebrating people that are pursuing non-vocational ministry things. No, that's huge. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, shoot, we, we experienced that. Even sometimes it almost seems like it's, some churches would say that they do that, right? But mm -hmm. it's, it's only around times that fit for those seasons, right? That first, um, that weekend before school starts back. Yeah. Raise your hand if you're a teacher. Da, 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 da. But even that, it's not the same as like, this person's getting brought up, sit on a chair, people gather around, pray for this guy, pour it, like, because he's wanting to go be a missionary in the Pacific Northwest. It, it's just different. And so I love that idea. I think, one, that's an easy thing for churches to adopt and, like, actually then champion is, hey— this dude just graduated his, uh, you know, his apprenticeship being a master electrician. Yeah. Praise God. Like, yeah, yeah. we all need lights. We need lights in the building that we're sitting in, you know, on Sunday yeah. morning. You know, like, that's, that's huge. That's beautiful. Um, okay, then, so that's an area that we can help, right? And I think that's an easy one that we can all kind of band together. It's like, hey, at our churches, let's. Let's take that mantle of ownership and be like, no, like, let's also care and lift up those people. So what's the things that we're doing good? What What's something that the church is like, man, when even outside people in the world, they're like, I can't deny it, but church does this and they, they do it well. Like, I'm a believer or not a believer, but like, they're, they're killing it in this. Yeah, man, I think that there is a lot of things um, that the church doesn't get credit for um, as much as it can. And that's with believers and non-believers yeah. and community efforts from the church, capital C church in general are massive. And obviously you can go through the line and be like, oh, well, this church only did three outreaches last year or this church only did mm -hmm. this many. But as a whole, the church and that's the the capital C church, not necessarily church buildings or institutions, mm -hmm. but nonprofit Christian things that are happening. There is so many resources and i don't think we realize it if we're not paying attention or we're just not interested in those vehicles that they're kind of spreading the gospel in yeah but there's so many nonprofits and resources that are doing so much in education and discipleship and mentorship and in homeless outreach and and uh adoption and orphans and widows and the stuff that the scriptures actually calls us to in addition to all the other things, but there are literally thousands, even just locally um, in DFW, there are thousands of these nonprofits and organizations that have dedicated and devoted their entire lives to seeing, you know, homeless people reach. There are people that go out every single week in mm -hmm. droves giving and um, praying for people and doing that. And so these things I feel like don't get highlighted as much yeah. um, on a week to week basis, but are happening and are happening in in levels that some of us have no idea just how big and how massive these things are. And so mm. I truly do think the church as a whole does a great job um, in serving these areas and actually having a heart for the things that the Lord has a heart for. And it's easy to say like, oh man, my church isn't doing these things. 
and kind of single. But when we say that, we single off our church in one body. Yeah. And that's sometimes often like saying, oh, man, I'm the hand of the body or I'm the Achilles tendon because <laughs> I tore mine. So I know what it's like to live without it. But like saying I'm the Achilles tendon of the body and I'm mad that I'm not doing what the hands are going to do yeah. rather than being confident that God has called and commissioned somebody to do that aspect and then be prayerful about what my actual role and part in the body is. But yeah, yeah. I think the church does actually does a great job by and large. Yeah. And that's, that is something that is huge. And some of the thing, some of the similar situations and stories that you're mentioning is what other people are mentioning as well when I ask this question. And that's really huge because it's actually seen like across the board, right? In a lot of ways, like, you know, churches like almost single-handedly fund like health care. Yeah. Like almost single-handedly fund adoption. So almost, much. Like yeah. it's all these things. And like they may not necessarily get the you know, whatever the thumbprint or the gold star the stamp of, of approval. Hey, yeah. This yeah. this church funded this, but in reality, like the structures and institutions, like you go overseas or you do different things, like you know, dental work in a third world country, most likely is coming from a church Some or a nonprofit. Ministry, like yeah. that's just how those things work, and so that is a great and beautiful uh, point. And you also touched on something else again. So back to the hands and the feet aspect mm. is. We all, for a long time, and I believe it started kind of really happening in the 90s when these massive, like, micro-mega churches kind of started blowing up, we all kind of built our own little islands on the same continent, right? Yeah. Like, continent of Christianity, there's these micro-little islands that spout up. Maybe they're, you had a volcano or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. All those different things. But we are now kind of in a stage and vibe of where it seems like, oh, hey— hand over there that we've never interacted with, we've realized that the body over here has been missing that hand. Yeah. Can you come over and help us be the the hand that you are? And in a lot of ways, like I see the church kind of coming back together in almost that first century church aspect of where it's, um, you know, like everybody has a role to play. And then it's like the church in Arlington, the church in Fort Worth, the church yeah. in Dallas, the church in Topeka, Kansas, like Topeka, um, all of those different things. Like we all play a role. Like yeah. my my church may not be you know gifted or have the people skill set talents to do this thing, but this church does. One hundred percent. How can we join together? How can we partner together? Um, and we've seen. I feel like baby expressions of it scattered for a while. Mm. But what I'm seeing right now is there's these organizations that are coming together and they're five of the 15 churches or seven of the 30 churches getting together. It's like, this is different now. It used to be buddies like, Hey, I'm, I'm a pastor of this church or pastor of that church. Um, let's, let's like do something. Yeah. And it was individual based Or now it's like, here's a church network inside of a city inside even, you know, denominations or whatever, if they want to, but like, it's this, Hey, we're all in this together for the sake of high school musical. I almost didn't <laughs> commit, say it, but commit, I was like, bro, I commit, had to, commit. I had to. So it's like, come together and do this thing. So I know, you know, during COVID, a big thing in Arlington churches did was like, they, um, they did like these big food trucks and different yeah. things and pack boxes and stuff like that. I know in Fort Worth that they are caring about, um, you know, ending uh, child trafficking and partnering together and doing different stuff like those are beautiful, amazing things. 
And it's cool to kind of see the church evolve now and like, hey, we're this one four walled building yeah. to where it's now. It's like, man, like the capital C church is kind of becoming more evident in my mind, at least than no, I've yeah. ever seen in Christianity before. Yeah, And to that point, it's it's wild because I feel like the Lord even tees it up in a way that says, man, in order for you to truly fulfill all those things like you have to find a way to work together. Yeah. And man, one of my favorite um, passages of scripture the past few years, it's been Psalm 133 when David's praying and, and he says, how sweet and how pleasant it is to you, Lord, uh, when brothers dwell together in unity or in mm. harmony. And at the end of that, he describes it being like, man, it's like oil flowing down Aaron's beard. Uh, uh, it's like the dew on the top of Mount Zion, but he ends it with saying there, you command a blessing. Mm. And it's crazy to think like, oh, in this passage of scripture, God is describing unity as an actual place. And he's saying there, my mm. blessing is commanded. And there's a handful of times where God actually makes a command. And so I think that that verbiage is used intentionally to say like, no, I love unity so much that when it happens, truly happens, I'm going to command a blessing in that place. Like it's not going to be a suggestion. It's not that it might be blessed. It will 100% be blessed. And I remember a moment I was with a bunch of pastors. It was about 30 pastors were in Washington, D.C. at the Lincoln Memorial. And I'm talking about, I mentioned the scripture, uh, Psalm 133. I'm talking to them and I'm saying, man, y'all realize how many people y'all represent in our city mm. just between these churches, not just wow. your congregants, but every congregant that you have, their sphere of influence. Yeah. So there can essentially be 100,000 people represented Easily. in these 30 pastors. And it's like, man, there's never a lack of resources, just relationships. And if we were intentional about those relationships, what impact could we have if we all said, come hell or high water, we are going to be together in unity because we understand that God's going to bless that place. And last thing in this moment happened where I was just, I mean, almost like, God, you know what? I'm going to take you at your word. And I'm gonna yeah. let's, let's, let's see. Let's go for it. And I asked, I was like, man, who... Who's in need of something? What can we be believing for? How can we kind of like put this collaborative effort into motion? And there was a pastor of a small church and expressed that God um, let them know or, or he felt that God was instructing them to build a church in Brazil to go plant roots there wow. and to be the hands and feet in Brazil. And they're a small church of around 100 and they were taking about 50 to 60 people to Brazil. And I don't know if y'all have been on international flights <laughs> at all, especially recently. They are not cheap. And so one round trip ticket to Brazil was, I mean, twelve, thirteen hundred dollars he was saying. Yeah. And so times that by 50 to 60, you're talking 60 plus thousand dollars just to get there. Yep. Not even to do the work that God's called them to do, just to get there. Yep. And not I was even like, stay. Exactly. Not food. Nothing. Yeah. Just getting yes. there. And I looked around, I was like, hey, is anybody, can anybody speak into that? Can anybody, you know, and one person was like, yeah, actually, you know, my wife is an exec here at Delta. Ask, I'm pretty sure it was Delta, like, give me a second. And in five minutes, they got 60 tickets paid for. Dang. Done. Wow. Oh, y'all are a nonprofit. Oh, great. This is going to be great. We can make it happen. And in that moment, because of relationship, because of collaboration in the church, because of unity, God commanded a blessing and was like, boom, now you don't even all you have to worry about is what you're called to do now. 
wow. in five minutes what would have taken them maybe all year of fundraising instead of praying into what they're supposed to be doing they're praying into how getting all of that obliterated through unity and through god commanding his blessing so yeah wow. i'm i agree i am starting to see that and it's like just imagine what would happen in dfw yeah. with two million or so people and a few hundred thousand of them um claiming to not have any kind of religion don't know the lord it's like there's too many of us yeah to well, not take that out in a year wipe that number out it's insane um you know the the mindset behind like even though we're seeing these things happen more and more like there's still so much more to go like you know there's five churches in a city that has 10 churches or whatever like yeah. cool that means we could double like 100 we, we can get to the point of where our resources our relationships really just allow us to operate in what god's calling us to do multiplied exponentially mm -hmm. when everybody gets on board yeah like yeah. in a lot of ways we're we're up there you know on a boat like out in the middle of the water and we're like come on like we got work to do and some people are still there on the side like now it's the time it's like let's go let's do this like there's still languages that have not had the bible 100%. translated like there's yeah. people that have never in any kind of way outside of looking at nature of the lord like have experienced anything that God has, you know, done in their life outside of, you know, things that have just happened in their life. They've never yeah. heard the gospel. They've never had a Christian around them. Like that stuff still exists. And I know that there's like, there's years and stuff like that. People already estimate when we're going to get there, but man, like let's all bound up together. We can make that get exponentially disappear. Yeah. Get like it done. if it's supposed to take 50 years, let's make it take five months. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. Because I know it, as Christians, we're all on the team of, hey, like, let's get to eternity. In reality, like, <laughs> it's not, you know, hey, let's let's make things, you know, in our life, like, speed it up. Like, in a lot of ways, I want life to slow down. But in in the big scheme of things, like, we're kingdom bound. Like, we, we, were, we were meant and called to be there. And so in a lot of ways, like, my heart draws and, like, it longs to be there. Man, like... That's one of those steps. Get people to hear the gospel. And if we just come together as as groups and and stop kind of working as these isolated bodies, it's it can drastically impact one, your city, then yeah. your your state, your country, your nation, all those things. And literally like the work of the Lord just does what he does because exactly. he's yeah. been doing it let god be god <laughs> and we just need to come alongside his train yeah. and just yeah let are you jumping on or are you jumping off 100%. like what's going on and so that's huge that's cool well then essentially what is anything that you would like to encourage the church christians um in this time like moving forward how also how can they kind of like connect with you all of those different things um but yeah like what's kind of the the thing that you want to end it on and, and talk about yeah um man a really good friend of mine used to always say to be confident in who you are and comfortable with who you're not mm -hmm. and i feel like that goes with the individual and that goes with the nonprofit, and that goes for the church to actually be confident in who you are and comfortable with who you're not be okay with the thing that you haven't been called to but be so confident and diligent with the thing that you do feel like you're truly called to and man it's okay that the feet don't get high fives 
<laughs> That's good. He don't get high fives. <laughs> and so it's easy to be like, man, those hands are getting all those high fives. I want to be the hands, man. And like, no, hands can't get high fives if the feet don't take them where they need to go Facts. to receive those things. And so, yeah, be confident and diligent in what God's called you to be. And then encourage other people that have been called to different capacities of the body than you have. Encourage them in that. And if mm. you say you're going to pray for them, actually stop and pray for them. What a concept. Yeah, actually, Insane. actually just, just do it. Yeah. We're here. My Bible says in Matthew 18, 19, 2, come in agreement concerning my name about anything my Father in heaven says he'll do it. And so if we're already here and I already have part one of that promise yep. and work. Why would I then separate the two to wait to pray and then forget? But um, yeah, uh, you're doing a great job. Um, mm. God's doing his thing and you can't mess up God's plan. And so if you're submitted and you're surrendered and again, confident with who you are and who God's called you to be in the vehicle in which he's called you to spread the gospel. And last thing, God, let me look. Can we set some people free? Do it. <laughs> Do it, brother. Everybody in the body of Christ has the same calling. Mm. Everybody has the same calling. So when you say, man, I'm just trying to figure out what my calling is. I don't know what my calling is. Your calling is Matthew 28. Yep. To go out into the world, make disciples of all nations. Got it tatted. Baptizing them in Let's the name go. of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spreading the good news of Christ, making Christ known like that is the call yep. of the body. The Great Commission is the calling. So change your prayer into God. What's my calling? Because I feel like mm. God's just like, what you mean? Like the call is the same. Yeah. So switch that prayer from what's my calling to God. What's the vehicle in which the calling is going to be fulfilled? And then lean into that. And yeah. And That's then let so God good. be God. Oh, my goodness. That was I can't think of a better way to end that. That's beautiful. Um, well, Chi, how can people get connected with you? How can they, you know, join alongside of you and your ministry and your journey and your walk and your <laughs> all the different things? Like, you know, how can they get connected with you? Man, um, yeah, I'm on all the things that all the people are on, all the socials. <laughs> there you <laughs> Social. go. Yeah. Instagram, YouTube. Twitter. You're going to accept their Be Real invitations? <laughs> be Real. Hit me up. Add me on Be Real. Don't add me. I'm never on Be Real. I said me I'm either. real enough. I, I tried it. I thought I was going to be real. Apparently, I, I couldn't. But yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone and, and celebrate all that God's doing in my life and in y'all's. Well, thank y'all for listening. Um, I hope you all were encouraged as much as I was. I love getting to hang out with Chi. He's one of my best buds. And so, with that, um, thank y'all for your time. And see you later. Hashtag freestyle. Come on, Bobby. I need I need a topic. I need a topic. Uh topic is hurry up, hurry up. Here uh, we go. Hands and feet. Ooh, hands and feet. I'm talking about the body, because when they all come together, then it's a Jesus party. I'm like, we could fulfill the mission. There is no wishing because God is the vehicle, but his spirit's the ignition. I mean, the starter. And yes, I got the key. And hashtag is for you. And guess what? It's also me. And I'm like, Jesus, please. 
come to or save it. Oh man, hashtag is doing his thing and there's no debating in any situation and trials and tribulation. Jesus Christ will come through. Tell these cats to just be patient. Stop barking up a tree that God didn't call you on. And if you think that you're pursuing the wrong thing, then it's gone. Just leave it. Drop it down. I'm talking, lay it at the altar. If you stay on straight and narrow, keep your eyes up. Don't falter. I'm like, God got the water and it's running through my belly and sin was my bed once, but that bed got real smelly. I'm like, Jesus, your love came like heat seekers and now we trying to spread the good news and get believers and now I'm hitting them home runs like Derek Jeter. I promise these guns and scriptures and them boys is kind of heaters. They infrared. And I read the words that's read because I know the, the once was dead is now living life again that didn't really rhyme but hey, I do it all the time and I'm connected to the vine so the Christ I'm on his spine. Here, rewind. Because he brought it back. He said, Chi, your freedom in me, you can have that. And so Satan, I'm on attack and I don't care about demons because I see the Holy Spirit and I'm asking, have you seen him? And Bobby, hashtag, yeah, we some misfit. When we walk into the room, demons, all you hear is crickets. And if you don't reach a word, then you might not get this. But if Satan sees this podcast, he going to be livid. I don't care because my God is able and we are going crazy. Call me horses out the stable and I am watching Christ ain't got no time for cable. And you know that I do not have to accept your label. I'm a child of God. Call me a son. I'm not Neo, but I'm the one. I promise if Satan comes to me, I'm shooting all these guns. And that's the word. It's on his head. And you know that he bled the red and it fell on the mercy seat. So that means sin and grief was dead. It's no more. Ain't no more shame. Ain't no more pain. Christ, I did gain. Satan, you're lame. I don't know if you got social media, but if you did, I would leave a bunch of rude comments under everything you posted. I'm just playing. That's not Christ-like. My words and my battle is not carnal, so we ain't got to fight. And Ephesians 6.12 said we don't war against flesh and blood, but it's okay. If you got blind eyes, just wipe them with mud. I'm gone. <laughs> that was fire. That was good. I'm just playing, man. Hashtag, hashtag. Oh, my gosh. Hashtag, boy. We out here, boy. Hashtag. Hashtag. Hashtag.